When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This program was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio. So some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I am joined in the studio by We Are West Ham, Will Pugh and Tom Edwards to take us through for the next 60 minutes in what is the West Ham Takeover now on National Digital Radio. It is the Hammers Takeover. So much to get into tonight. There is the Southampton Review 1-0 beating the Saints after they had won their last two games at St Mary's in what was a massive clash, not just for the Hammers, but Pellegrini. He gets that little bit of extra breathing space he was getting a little bit hot under the collar but he's feeling fine now then we're going to be talking all about West Ham Christmas related stuff and there is no game on the weekend because Liverpool well they they felt like they had opportunities elsewhere in the Club World Cup so West Ham get a little bit of a Christmas break and then we will be doing as we always do, as is the favourite, as is the tradition, the West Ham mystery players, rogue players quiz. I'm excited about that one. Will is on fire, as he always is. Let's start, though, with Southampton. Last week was a bit of a downer. We was all a bit negative, but you beautifully spoke. You know, you didn't say it was this and it was that, and look at his one game as a whole. Will, you had a beautiful way of looking it through. So many problems at the club. We needed to get to the bottom of it. No one really went uh, to St Mary's with a lot of confidence, but it was three points, Will, and a clean sheet. Very happy days. Absolutely. Happy Christmas, Charlie. That's, no, <laughs> Cheers, that, mate. That's what the, uh, that's what the vibe's going to be tonight, definitely, when we were f- talking about the show earlier on. It's the last one before Christmas, and positive vibes all round. I mean, difficult. A win is a win, and it's three points, and it's, it's a weird one on Twitter at the moment, especially because there's there's people out there who you know oh, I didn't want I didn't want us to win because it means Pellegrini stayed in etc etc at the end of the day you want I want my team to win every week because <clears throat> whether whether it's the spark of something new for Pellegrini and you know if we go on a run of eight or nine games without losing then happy days but from my point of view it could easily have been a draw Danny Ings hits the bar bounces down, could have easily bounced over the line, gets one disallowed that was a bit of a screamer. It is good it is good to win, but from my point of view, Southampton are going down. Like it's no make no mistake about that. I think you think so? They're definitely going down. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah, I think they're I mean, again, you, if you're losing to at home to one of the fellow strugglers, it's like a bit like when we lost to Newcastle, but not as bad. And everyone I speak to who watches Southampton on a regular basis is not very confident that 
think they might have pushed it one too many with the like selling all their prize mm. assets. I don't think they've sold enough. I think uh, they'll tell you different on the Southampton fan show. They still believe they're staying up. They just feel like they've got to turn a corner, although maybe West Ham was that corner and now they're turning the wrong way, Will. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's the thing. You, you say turning a corner, but then you need to... Me and Tom were chatting about this and we'll go into it in more detail later on, but we were talking about... it. You know, People will say at the moment, oh, Pellegrini's won two away games out of the last two and... Oh, you know that that could be really be the start of something, and it would be classic West Ham if we went on and won, you know, three or four out of our next five or six or whatever. But ultimately, we don't think that our squad have have got that in us at the moment. I think the same about Southampton. I think he was, I think they were poor, and I think they'll go down. But yeah, I mean, from from my point of view, I think everyone's sort of jumping on the Haller and Antonio hype, playing two up front, which is good. I just think we've all got to remember Southampton are an awful team. They're going down and this doesn't mean that we're happy days. Well, we'll maybe suggest mm. that West Ham were papering over the cracks. Tom, I have the pleasure of talking to you daily. We always say, oh, what's going to happen with West Ham on the weekend? You didn't write it off, but then typical West Ham fashion, you felt like, give us some hope. Give us a chance. I believe we can do it. You did do it. It was 1-11. You got the three points. I know you were pleased. Oh, mate, it was it was more more than anything. It was a sense of relief. I think that everyone needed it. It was at an all time low for me. Not all time low, but it was very low. The feeling after that Arsenal game, I just thought a little bit a win to just inject a little bit of belief and why we love the club, and and that was it. And just realise it's not all doom and gloom, and that this team does have potential to be a much better side than them than we have been over the last few months. And I think that was the main thing we were trying to get out last week on the show was that it's it's a structural problem negativity's drop drip down but the actual players we have should be performing a lot better and the win on Saturday although it wasn't it wasn't a massive it was a big result in it was terms a professional of what, performance professional performance we weren't amazing we didn't blow anyone mm. away we would have lost to a lot of teams that performance but the one positive I did take I know you just mentioned the two up front there but I think the two up front really did work off each other very well I thought Antonio was literally unplayable he ran the channels, he was so strong, he was brilliant, he deserved that goal. They are literally, again, like he said, he should cut his hands off, maybe he should. But he he, he put in a proper proper striker's performance and Seb Haller getting a goal is good for the whole club because it means our front man, who we bought a lot of money for, is actually scoring again and hopefully he gets on another little run and starts adding to his tally and get... 10, 12, 15 a season, which we actually hope from him. So yeah, maybe, maybe this is a partnership that could work. Haller finally scoring a first goal in eight games. Well, on the show, we get to hear what Will thought, what Tom thought, and obviously what James Jones thinks. He's not with us at the minute. He's just had a baby. But we want to hear what you, the fans, have to say. You can tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. And also, we get very special guests on. One being now Duncan Wright, football reporter for The Sun, who was at the game uh, at St Mary's on Saturday. It was the 530 uh, TV Prime kickoff, Duncan. It was the three points. What do you make of the Hammers' performance? It was uh, the first thing that struck me was that they were positive right from the first minute. I've seen many games this season where they they seem to have come out on the back foot, but from the right from the first minute they went close uh, in in the first couple of minutes to score, and, it, and you just felt that they went out with the right intensity, the right approach, and, and that's been sadly lacking. It was, it was as though they had some organisation in their team. There's been lots of talk that um, some of the players haven't really understood the work of Pellegrini and what it was asking them to do. But in the 4-4-2, they seemed to all understand their positions. They were all at it straight away. I mean, don't get me wrong, Saints were terrible. But West Ham, they completely stepped their mark on the game in the field. And from that moment, it was 
for the best part of an hour or so, it was one-way traffic. Evening, Dunk. Thanks for thanks for coming no worries, on. Will. Just uh, just on that, you mentioned there about the four four two, and I've seen a lot of it certainly on Twitter, and we all we all see it on Twitter. The people jump on things fairly quickly. This week, I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, the four four two. We should have been doing this for ages." Da da da. You've mentioned there that Southampton weren't very good. My concern with that four four two would be that the balance of the team. If we do that against what I would call a proper football team, i.e., one who isn't going down like Southampton. If we do that against them, the balance of the team is going to be extremely off, especially with Noble in midfield because he just hasn't got the legs or the engine to sort of counterbalance that heavy attacking force. Did you think that, or do you think I, I the four-four-two is something I, going I, forward? Largely, I, I know I take what you're saying about the lesser teams and the better teams are going to struggle with, but there's a division of top, say, six or seven sides, and other than that, they're all very much of a muchness. So I think if you play four-four-two, it's not. It's not hard football. If you put the people in the right places and ask them to do a job, you're halfway there to doing it. And I think for the first time in a long while, West Ham's players li- seem to look as though they knew what their jobs were. I know what you mean about Noble not having the legs there and, and Declan Rice as well, and uh, the two in there, and not exactly blessed with electric pace between them. But for me, games this season when they played 4 2 3 1, that's left them more exposed in midfield because the two have, have been Anderson or Yarmolenko mm. behind Allah. Yeah. And what you've got there is a massive gap in, in the midfield. And Noble has ended up having to play further up and charging round and round, covering where Anderson and Yarmolenko haven't been. Like and headless he's been press. more exposed in, in the midfield. I think what it led was that, that Weiss and Noble had a lot more balance in there. could stay in their area. They could marshal the game. Noble's always going to be running around a bit more, but at least you knew in Snodgrass and then with Fornells, they played a little bit more narrow and then only broke out to the width when West Ham had the ball and they use obviously Cresswell and Fredericks to overlap so I actually think it gives a better balance to the team because as well as that with two up front the ball's not coming back it was always coming back on West Ham with Haller so far up and exposed on his own he had a lot of the time he had no support the balls were being lumped up to him and there was no one 10-15 yards close to him so it, it, in, in two ways that helps West Ham one they get more solidity in the midfield and more organisation but two the ball is not coming back back on them so quickly and that actually allows the defence to step up another five or ten yards. Hi Duncan, I was just uh, obviously with everything that happened this week with Ancelotti looking like he's taking the Everton job. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to turn this negative thing, I'm very happy Pellegrini did get it right on Saturday but do you think that there's a chance that West Ham have acted too late and if we did have gone a poor run and sack him then we're actually going to be the worst of all these clubs because they've gone out and acted quicker than we have so what do you think about that? I think they've gone out because they needed to and I you know, if they lose the Saints, the gap is down to one point, and then all of a sudden, uh, sorry, no, Saints go above them, so that all mm. of a sudden you've got a big problem. They've opened up a four-point gap now, and obviously you've got uh, Watford, who are, are quite detached down at the bottom as well, so they're not in as bad a shape as all the other clubs. Everton had to make their move, because essentially they'd, they'd stop trying for Marco Silva, so you can't blame them mm. for making their move. I think West Ham were kind of two weeks away from making that move at the time, and let's be honest, West Ham are not going to get Carlo Ancelotti. The money that Ancelotti's purported to be being paid when he goes to Everton is a lot. And I know they're paying £10 million for Pellegrini, but there's, there's a lot stacked in uh, to the deal of Ancelotti that West Ham are just not going to get. They're not going to be able to bankroll in the same way that Mishiri's probably told Ancelotti that he's going to finance them as well. So I don't think West Ham are looking at the, in, the, in the same class as Ancelotti. I think if, if, if they do make the change... I think they want us temporary just to the end of the season to keep them out and that would turn to Moyes or Chris Hutton. 
<laughs> yeah, Duncan. I think that. The, I'm sorry the, about no, that. Yeah, Slightly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's no, meant the, to be the last one before Christmas, Duncan. <laughs> We're trying to end it on a high. A lot of high they won. That's a brilliant suggestion. But a lot of people lost sight of that. That's two out of three away games they've, they've won. Yeah, yeah but Dunk, Dunk, Dunk. No, I, 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 know, I, I know they were allowed to get against Wolves. Yeah, but yeah. you've got to look for positive. You want no. to look for positive. <laughs> yeah, just don't mention Tony Pulish. We'll be all right. Dunk, Dunk, one thing, though, one thing. Just one thing that's been a bugbear of mine for quite a long time now and we've, we've done a poll on it we'll go into it a little bit more later on Philippe Anderson obviously missed missed the game at the weekend the official reason was illness whether fell ill on Friday I'm told whether, say that again I'm told he fell ill on Friday didn't train on Friday because he was ill that was the line coming out from West Ham is that the, the official line or is there any that more to that was the official that? line that was coming out uh, uh, from West Ham and I did check you know, is that Anderson? He would drop. No, he fell ill. He didn't train for a day. He didn't travel. Okay, well, so he wasn't dropped. I mean, it's not being funny. You're not going to let Anderson. If you leave him out, and I could, I could count leaving him out because he hasn't exactly been turning in this season, has he? But you wouldn't no. leave him off, off the bench as well. No, that is true. That is true. Maybe I don't know because obviously we saw we saw when he came off at Chelsea. Him and Pellegrini had some crosswords. Then you you know you never know what's going on. But yeah. going forward, whatever has happened before. Um, would you, based on what you saw on the weekend at St Mary's, would you be putting him back in the team for Palace on Boxing Day? And in what system? No. no. I think the way they played, certainly for 75, 80 minutes, obviously they were as nervous as hell come the last 10 minutes when Saints actually decided to start playing. But they got the win, they got over the line. That, that team has got to go again. Although, that being said, you still might not have David Martin in goal, so we might end up coming back to Roberto in goal. Depends. I think they'll be doing everything they can to jack up David Martin to make sure he's fit for that game. Haven't you got any but, gloves, Dunk? <laughs> I couldn't do any worse, could I? <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think you've got to go with a 4 4 2. Exactly the same. They, they perform with such application uh, and intensity that you've got to go again against Palace. You need to against Palace as well. And I think, you know, if, if Anderson's fitting well, put him on the bench. And if you need a bit of quality to come on, maybe, maybe it makes a difference later on in the game but I think against Palace the way they're playing you've got to match them up with the intensity and the organisation first and foremost otherwise they're not going to get a result Yeah well it's an important uh, three points that they got that they can build off Duncan we really appreciate you coming on and giving us a little no, bit of time today Duncan right there football reporter for the Sun well there's a lot to be made of Anderson certainly by Will always on the show there was a poll that went out we're going to be talking about that and it is Christmas and we're going to give you some more positive notes For the fans by the fans. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, Will Pugh and Tom Edwards. We were just talking about the brilliant victory over Southampton at St Mary's in what was a game where they gave themselves a little bit of breathing space. You may look four points above the relegation zone, only six points off the top six. It's incredible how closely knit this Premier League bunch are this season. Well, we're going to be looking towards some games in the future and talking a little bit more positive notes. But always, as is a theme on this show, we talk about Anderson. He comes up quite a lot with Will. He comes up quite a lot with Tom. They have differing views. And we want to hear your views tonight. Tweet us at Lovesport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. Will, I know your thoughts on Anderson. You put out a poll. 
what was the results? Yeah, well, heroism. I decided to take a. Uh, <laughs> I decided to take the approach of some of the remainers in the Brexit vote, Charlie, and just keep on pushing and keep on asking the same question over nice. and over again. Yeah, and hope that until you get the right result. <laughs> absolutely yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So again, I put another poll out again this week, another Anderson poll, and the question was: After winning at Southampton without him, assuming everyone is fit for Palace on Boxing Day. Would you put him back in the start at 11? If yes, let us know who you drop in the comments. And hallelujah, I've finally won a poll on the We Are West Ham. Sebastian, hallelujah. I did not vote the way he wanted. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to light the torch paper here because we will come on to it, but Tom Edwards feels quite differently to you, Will. <laughs> Absolutely, but finally the We Are West Ham listeners have actually backed to one of my opinions, which is nice. <laughs> it, it is Christmas. Make, maybe yeah, they took pity. Exactly. Maybe because James wasn't here last week. Yeah, yeah. I felt a little bit insecure about it, but everyone, don't worry, it's fine. So 59% of the vote this week said no, they wouldn't oh, put Anderson back in. It's a landslide. <laughs> absolute stalwart um, anyway so but we did have some comments and some of the people who said yes they would put him back in the the general theme seems to be that Robert Snodgrass would get dropped so uh, Reese, the quiz master Reese, as we all know Anderson in for snoddy boxing day for me for now starting to show a bit more every game Anderson could work better in a 4-4-2 but we'll see harsh on McMessy but that's what I would do had a few more Ant Weeks said, yeah, it comes in for Snodgrass for me. It was 4-4-2 and Anderson up front with Haller that won us the game, not Anderson being missed. Um, you got Rossi Benayoun as well. Excellent Twitter name, that. Uh, for, yeah, for Snodgrass on the right and a 3-5-2, but he'd have to be instructed to track back. And then a few people just saying the same thing. The general feeling seems to be dropping for Snodgrass, but... 59% of people said, no, leave Anderson out of the team. Well, Tom has his hand up, a little bit like we're in class. He's absolutely itching to speak. So, Will, what else? No, Tom, please. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do me. Don't send me down a river of lies, Charlie. Uh, no, for me, I mean, I get the point. I mean, I completely get the point. We looked a better team without him in there, but it's just scapegoat. All season I've been going, and all season, the, the level of chat he's been getting from the stands is quite frank. It's disgraceful. A lot of what people... Ooh. It is. A lot of what people are saying to him has been over the top disgraceful. He's not been good. He's not been at it. He's been nowhere near it. But Put some respect on Anderson's name. Yeah, yeah, honestly. It's so that man. <laughs> Shots fired at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. No, yeah. Not, not, not I'm, I'm talking genuine, like... To, like West Ham, we're known for our abuse in the stands sometimes, but some of the stuff he's been copying has been he's not been on. I don't get me wrong, he's been very, very poor this season. He's under he's playing about twenty percent of his ability, but when you've got a player who's shown in patches, I know I know we're now in the Premier League, you can't show it in patches, you've got to do it week in, week out, and he's he's been one of the main problems. We haven't been creating anything because he's been lackluster. But he's so much significantly better and more mobile, two fit, he's got everything to be a genuine top top class player in the Premier League think about it rewind a year ago this time last year he, everyone was waxing lyrical about him saying he's one of the best if not the best player outside the top six he's clearly got that ability in his locker I don't think we should give up on him he should be one of the main things we build this team off so ostracising him when Manuel Pellegrini hauls him off in the 65th minute he only adds fuel to that fire for the fans thinking alright yeah it's all his problem it's his fault he's not trying he's not giving it. he gives a lot more effort than a lot of those players out on that pitch up and down the pitch until the last month he's been off, off the ball and he's not been working as hard as he did but when he's playing his best football he cares and he gives a lot and he's I genuinely think it, I genuinely think for me a West, we are West Ham will always be a better team than Felipe Anderson's on the team sheet well uh, you've come swinging from the, uh, from the ropes but I don't think Will's going to quite agree with that Thomas, 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 <laughs> Thomas, Thomas. Here we go. You told me earlier on, before the game, in our yeah. classic pre-show meeting, 
You yeah. told me. You gave me the stats. You yeah, gave me yeah. the fuel Sadly. to the fire. Sadly. How many assists has Philippe Anderson got? The 45 million two assists, pounds. Two assists, no goals all season, sadly. Oh, okay, so that's two assists, no goals, 45 million pounds. Is that more or less than Robert Snodgrass? Yes, no, I, yeah, I did give you these stats. No, they're okay, coming back so to bite. Oh, yes. Tom. That's Tom, less. Tom. Did we also, I don't think it makes a difference, in my opinion. Did, did, did we also agree that his general effort, and away from the stuff mm. he's doing on the ball, his general effort off the ball, i.e. the tracking back, that he used to do that mm. that's faded a bit I somehow. think it's I would say it's faded it's, since Pam, Manuel Pellegrini has been struggling and using him hooked to went he hooked him at half time against uh, Tottenham at home he's hooked him half time once or twice in the last two months and he's also at Chelsea away every single time there's a player who's axed is him and I think since when he started doing that he's he's given up a bit on the legs yes okay do but stop working as hard you, you are I, I do get that but and one thing I said to you earlier on with the, the Anderson situation as it is, right? So Pellegrini has gone down the route of giving him the comfort of a place in the starting eleven every week, right? So that, a lot of players need that, don't they? This look, it's all right if you have a bad game. Don't worry, you're my man. You're, I've got, I've got you. You're, you're my number one. You're arm my, around the shoulder. Exactly. You're my star. You're my it. star. Pellegrini's tried that route He's with right. Anderson, guaranteeing him a place in the team every week, and it's clearly not working. So why mm. on earth isn't it about time he goes? No, you know what, mate? Actually, a we've paid mm. this amount of money for you. 18 months ago or whatever it was and you had a bit of a streak last season but for the majority I think he scored we'd get 12 last season I think 7 of those were in 9 games and then yeah the others Mm. were spread out over the season this year like you said 2 assists Mm. and no goals sorry it's not good enough he doesn't beat men anymore he always cuts is he a product of a poor team though or you're just saying he he should be yeah he should be sort of half carrying this team as well he should be helping that for well, me should I could be doing more yeah, yeah he should I completely agree with what Will said is and I don't do not get me wrong I think he's been abject he's been one of the main reasons beep, they haven't been creating where's that reversing car but no, not reversing <laughs> what I'm saying is for me it's not about giving up on him he should be in the team and we should work out a way to play to his strengths along with the way we should play to Haller's strengths there are two best players who had something different Snodgrass has been in around the Premier League for 10 years He's clearly never cut here at big six clubs. So why are we investing time in a bloke who's got such a ceiling because, on him? Because well, he tries a hell of a lot could harder. Do mm. That's the thing. No, I get that. I he get tries that. so much harder. He puts a hundred and what? I hate hundred and ten percent. He puts hundred <laughs> percent effort in every week. He puts his maximum effort every. All right, he might not be as talented, mm. but I tell you what, if if Anderson put seventy, eighty percent effort in, he'd yeah. be producing more than Snodgrass would. Like I think from Pelle- if you're Pellegrini. You look at Snodgrass and, all right, he might not be the most talented, mm. but he's there every week getting the best out of what he has got. And you need that from Anderson. You need more of that from Anderson, don't you? Yeah, no, I... I and how do you do it? If it that's what I mean. Just leaving him in the team every week obviously doesn't it's, work, Yeah, does it's it? about how you do it. For me, that is that is spot on. Snodgrass has run more and he, he's probably added more to our team in the last few weeks, but it's, it's more of a... We've always had this problem getting the best out of our players. It seems you'll get good players. Is this the because door. there's no competition for places? Anderson doesn't feel threatened whatsoever. And I, think he's, opinion, I, yeah. I do think he's got a valid point there, isn't that Anderson has the minute since he walked in the club known he's going to be in that team and welts into it. And I think he's lost a little bit of that professional edge you need, which is there's someone over my shoulder who's just as good as me, or who's just as worthy of a place than me. So I've got to do go the extra mile both on the training pitch. And on Saturdays when we play, and I do completely agree with that. My point isn't that he's he's been poor, but it's about he's also got potential to be a really, really top draw player for us, and we've got to unleash that potential rather than just ostracising and making him a scapegoat, which I feel like a lot of people have this season made him one of the main scapegoats. I think it's about making 
getting the best out of a player who's got the capability to do more than what is but, currently on the pitch. But how do you do that, honestly, right? Yeah. How do you do... Because I think there's a clear personality clash, isn't there, between That's Pellegrini it. and Anderson. You've seen it in, at Chelsea. That was the, all right, yeah, what we've all been point. thinking, you can see. They've had a go, proper had a go at each other, gone back and forward two or three times, a pair of them, obviously not happy with the other one's actions. Mm. And... I, I'm just not like. What, what more do you do? I totally agree. I, mm. I'm not saying for one minute we should just oh you know make him train with the under 23s. I don't think that works. Mm. He's still a 26 year old lad or 26 mm. year old man, whatever you want to call it. Like he he hasn't been in England long. It is all new to him. And Pellegrini's a 60 however many years years old man. Mm. I, I I definitely agree that you've got to find the best way to get it out of him, mm. but. You've got to try something different because, like I'm saying, just getting him in the team every week when he knows no one's over his shoulder. Well, perhaps going actually, mate. All right, you were ill last week. Whether he was ill or not is another story. But you're ill last week. You didn't play last week, and we won. Therefore, no. Next week we'll go mm. with that team again, and you have to work hard and you have to work your way back into the team. You're, you're not, just wedging back in again. What's I'm, the point? Well, obviously we've got two opinions here. You know, very different opinions on Anderson. What about the rest of the fan base? Are they completely split on it? Is there a divide on Anderson as such? Where, where does everyone fall? The majority, Tom. There's de- there's definitely a divide completely. I think there's a lot of people who feel the way I do, and he's a great player. But I think the one thing which is pretty much unanimous with everyone is he's not been good. No one's coming out and saying he's been good enough this season to not cop any flack. I'm not saying the stands are not don't have a right to call him out. He's been poor. He's been poor too many weeks for a player of his ability. And I think that is a general consensus, but people also would rather him in their team because of what he does have the potential to do. And don't get me wrong, Will's what Will's point then on Anderson and saying that yeah he might be worth dropping. But for me, what Pellegrini's been doing all season by hooking him in the forty fifth minute, by hooking him fiftieth minute, sixtieth minute, by being a first sub on a weekly basis. I think he's basically used that card anyway and it's clearly not working for Anderson. So he may need more of that shoulder round. But he always starts him, mate, doesn't he? He always starts him. He always is on the team show. I know what you mean. He he does hook him. and But half the time, I don't think there's once Mm. where I've been sitting there and honestly, it sounds like I've got a real vendetta against him. I haven't. No, because I I I just want the best out of him. Mm. Because I do it. I expect more. I expect more from him because he is talented and we know he's got it. It's the same with everyone. Like with with parents and with kids, they get frustrated if their kids don't fulfil their potential. That's what I feel mm. like with Anderson. I'm not expecting any more from Snodgrass. I think all I expect from him is to go out, run his heart out, which he does every mm. week. But the same thing like parents with kids, they think that their kid sometimes has got it when they haven't. Is maybe the same from Anderson. He hasn't got it because you know, you you're blind sometimes as a parent. Maybe we're sometimes blind as a fan because we think Anderson and, and we're yet to see it. What are we basing it off? Just these small snippets that we have seen. Um, that's what I feel, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be unfair to just say he's done it as small snippets. He didn't just waltz. He didn't have four or five good months and Lazio and get a big moves to the Premier League from that's being Lazio, average. Though, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's Lazio. It's different, and they're not, they're you not say the that, massive hitters of Serie All I will Syria. say is he scored more. He scored the same amount of goals Pai scored in 15-16. Anderson scored, don't get me wrong, Pai's an infinitely better player, but if you want to go into he scored quite a lot of goals for us. West Ham players don't get double figures. He got 10 goals. The only person who got more than him was Arnautovic. The year before that, on Outvich. Other than that, you're like, you're going to have to go way back to Colton Cole years for someone who scored as many goals in the Premier League for us, and Kevin Nolan, all these people. But he, he, he's a like, big name. But like he's he's a uh, stop it. Will. He's actually done it, and that was up till March, or whatever. No, sorry, he scored eight 
up until Boxing Day or the 27th when we beat Southampton. Then he's gone on then this. That's when it started. This this poor period didn't start this season, so I get Will's frustration. It's not like, oh, it's only these 15, 16 games he's not been doing enough. It's about a year, isn't it's it? About a calendar year. Year. It's about yeah. a calendar year he's not been on it. So it's I about can't... a calendar year since we've had this debate. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I get the Where did you get that a, I love Anderson t-shirt anyway? Because <laughs> that is a, a smart one you're rocking on this Christmas show. We are talking about positive moments. I did promise you it is coming. And you have been tweeted, tweeting us as well. And we're going to get to all your questions next. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, Will Pugh and Tom Edwards. We were just having the Anderson debate, as I'm now going to call it. It's going to be a weekly segment now, I promise you it's not. But the poll results tell us differently. Tom going head-to-head, toe-to-toe with Will Pugh over the importance of Anderson and what he's bringing to the team in a minute. We looked at that Saints game, but I did promise you, and it is coming up now. We're going to give you a little bit more of a positive because it is a Christmas show. We want to go into the positive, uh, go into Christmas with the positive feelings we did get the three points on the weekend to the Saints then we will be doing the rogue West Ham mystery players quiz always a favourite of mine but you have had tweets into the studio tonight this one from Hayden Smith Shepherd saying hi guys what do you make of Jack Sullivan allegedly being the acting technical director of West Ham I think allegedly is a key word there to be honest I think with all of those things, until it's officially announced or until anything like that comes out, then playing it very safe there, will <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I think I, I think unfortunately, you know, there's there's lots of stuff about all clubs that that come out in the press, mm. day in day out, week in week out. Everyone's trying to have their bit of the pie and get to the information first, and not everyone gets it right all the time. Honestly, I think if if that turned out to be true, I think that'd be. PR suicide from the club. I think I think they're aware now. Surely you can only learn so many lessons as a club. I think if if something like that happened, then yeah, I mean that's not going to wash with the fans, is it? So no, I think I'd be taking that well. If it was from my point of view, when you hear that, you sort of take that with a pinch of salt at the moment. I think if that had any legs in it at all, you'd have some serious journalists would have been all over that and trying to pump that story out. And I think the fact it's not. At the forefront of all the mainstream news outlets in the week probably means it's a little bit of antagonistic mm. gossip. I, I mean, yeah, I, I would take a similar standpoint. As in, there's a lot, especially at West Ham, there's a lot written about us, which is is done so to provoke reaction because we tend to react. But, I mean, if it was true, if that's what he's asking, I'm not sure if he's asking if he believes it or not. If it was to be true, I'm with, I think it would be a joke. I said last week that they run us like a game, and I think that would be a just pandering to the rhetoric that everyone at West Ham has a bit of a vendetta against them because of the way they treat our football club and the lack of care and they treat it like they're a little baby and not a thing which not millions... a multi-hundred million billion yeah, pound mm, enterprise. Millions yeah. and mi- millions of people care about what they do with our club and I think it would seem like they were treating us like absolute mugs if that's the world. They, a 19-year-old kid running, having such a big role in a football club, which is dad's own, so that level of nepotism at a Premier League football club would be utterly disgraceful and it wouldn't it would go down so poorly with West Ham fans that there would be a Burnley type of situation if we had another poor run and that's a fact what a great word nepotism I love it I absolutely love it Tom Edwards smashing it 19 years old what do you make of it your tweets into the studio will on that note actually nepotism you know Carlo Ancelotti's son is going to be his assistant he is going to be the assistant yeah Yeah, alongside Duncan Ferguson Mm. yeah and apparently his son-in-law works at the club as well no they've got them all in got them all in that's good job I mean. he's my second cousin I have a gig <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see 
see you up at Goodison Park. Well, I felt bad for asking that question, but we ask all the questions that come in because it maybe might be a negative for West Ham, but we are going to give some positives. Will there's a few shining lights at the club at the minute, and what are they? Absolutely, Charlie. Last one before Christmas. Wanted to make a bit of a special effort to make everyone feel yeah. festive and not just moaning like we were <laughs> the last few weeks. But I think there's there's two big positives that have come out uh, this week. The first one being David Martin. Obviously, that's been a been one ongoing for a few weeks. Unfortunately, got injured at the end of the Southampton game, and it looks like he's going to miss the next game for sure. Whether or not Fabianski's back in time for then, that's still a little bit up in the air. Reports. Lucky, he is. nice you got a break. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, because Roberto has to come back in. People obviously saying it's just our luck. But I think one thing, whether it is the last we see of him or not, because there is that chance if he's injured, and I think by the time he's fit, it might be that Fabianski's back in. So it could be the last we see of him. And the interview he gave with Johnny Phillips from Sky Sports this week was just really uplifting. It was really nice. The, the, the guy's obviously absolutely buzzing. Genuine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's just really happy with, with his involvement in the team. I think he said in the interview that when uh, Johnny asked him you know, how he felt about it, he always said, oh, I'm going to put this on my gravestone. Just that he's made a handful of appearances for West Ham. He's gone and won at Chelsea for the first time it. since 2002. He, you know, he's been involved at Southampton at the weekend. We really need the points. Another clean sheet the, as well. Absolutely, yeah. And amidst all the, the furor that's been going on, yeah, to play three games for West Ham and two of them are clean sheets as a goalkeeper, supported the club as a kid, his dad played for him. I just think the whole thing, if you haven't watched it already, go and watch the interview of David Martin, Sky Sports News, because it's just it's just brilliant. And I think it's important to dwell on that. And even if he never pulls on a West Ham shirt again in the first team, I think happy days and bravo. Yeah, in, in an age where we get that all players have big entourages, managers, you know, they're tweeting for them after the game. We've moaned, we've said about this on the show and they say like, you know, it's all PR done. That was just genuine. He meant it, wasn't it? He's a West Ham boy, he's a West Ham fan and he's playing for his boyhood club, beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, another clean shoot on a weekend. It doesn't really get much better, does it? He's, thir- he's 33 years old. He was saying, he was talking in the interview about, ah, oh, before the before the, that first game, before the Chelsea game, I couldn't eat, I didn't eat anything all day and there's a picture of him on Sky Sports walking in the change room as a banana because he felt he had to eat something it's just like it's proper the sort of stuff you used to get when you were a young kid playing football you'd get to a cup final or something Mm. like that and you'd get those nerves and this is a Mm. 33 year old man who's played hundreds of games of professional football in the football leagues I think it's just bravo. Whatever happens from now on, this will be a nice, really nice blot in our history in an otherwise weird time. Last week we were saying uh, we're worried about what the direction West Ham's going since the move and stuff. But that stories like this is what West Ham's been made from. Family club where his old man's been one of the greats for West Ham. And then his son goes on and look what it means to him. Look, that's the type of club West Ham are. If it means something to you, it means everything. And that's... What he's done is, is it honestly made me so unbelievably happy. As much result did against Chelsea and all that, seeing how much it meant to someone and that they still people out there on that pitch who care as much as we do in the stands. That was, it was such a good feeling, particularly after what Soapans Roberto was doing for the week before. <laughs> like, I knew it would get, get him once yeah, at least. I'm sorry, but it just it just it was just relief, and it's just so nice to see a guy who cares as much as us lot do who go every week or watch every week and it's just it's just a brilliant brilliant story and I hope that he becomes our permanent second goalie and gets a bit of game time in the cup every now and then and I just hope he sticks around the club because he's clearly a good influence the players clearly love him and it's a really really good story for the club yeah he definitely gave that back line a little bit of belief obviously two clean sheets in those three games but there was someone else who deserves a little badge of honour as well Will yeah a festive for nows I thought oh, we'd go with beautiful he's just tricking us oh. <laughs> yeah no Pablo for nows as well it's like really great to see him finding his feet I think 
he had a tough start and three assists in his last four games now and those three assists are our last three goals so he set up every single one of our last three two of those got six points and I think from nearly scored on the weekend absolutely yeah and I just think from from my perspective having looked at him the whole time and he was not getting stick as much but I think given everything else that was going on sort of patience was running thin and everyone was expecting him to be mustered straight away and I think as Tom said to me earlier on he's the literal definition of a player who needs to be bedded into the Premier League. He's come from Spain. He's been a bit mollycoddled at Villarreal um, mm. beforehand. Mm. And he comes in. He is a bit lightweight still, but it's just nice to see him sort of hitting the ground running. And I think there are actually some positives we can take out of this bleary time. Yeah, absolutely. A period of adaption. Well, obviously, we're talking some positives. Now I have to go negative again because I'm pitting them head-to-head because for the last time before Christmas and this year, it is the West Ham Mystery Players Rogue Players Quiz. <laughs> Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show and Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, Will Pugh and Tom Edwards. And I believe it is the last show before Christmas. It wouldn't be the West Ham show. It wouldn't be Christmas if we wasn't joined by the newly father himself, Mr. James Jones. James, how are you? Very good, Taps. Very good. Good, good to be back on. I feel like I've, I've missed you all. Uh-huh. Yeah, nah. we've missed you, mate. The it's feeling mutual. is mutual, as Tom says there. James, obviously, I know you, you've been a bit of a busy boy, but it's nice for you to give us a bit of the time. And I believe you are going to be head quiz master for the last time this year. Yeah, I, I suppose now. I've, I presume I've won the pints, haven't I? Well, uh, James, it, it was a concession. I don't know if you obviously didn't listen last week, which is bad enough in itself. We but should have got I you actually, on. As a as a sign of respect to you and your new family, I actually conceded the 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 Christmas beers anyway. Obviously not the seasonal prize, which is the one all the fans care about. But I actually conceded the Christmas prize last week because I felt the lead was insurmountable, and you probably had one or two more important things on your mind than whether or not you knew what number Mark Reaper played in 1997. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But I'm happy reading them out today. I've just, I'm still waiting on the, on the, on the. On I've emailed you, James. Sorry. Have you, have you got it? Uh, no, you haven't got it. <laughs> just don't stitch you, me you, up, James. You just might, you might have to be a guest then. Eh? But as, as it's one last Christmas special, you can just me, you, and Tom head to head. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah. <laughs> All if right. You, if you win when you're on the phone, even with the delay, that's it for me. I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will do it on the fly then. As is the, James, I think you've got your radio on because we can hear an echo or something. Maybe you, you, you're playing us more in your ass, and, and that's a great is thing. That even, yeah, even though you didn't play us last week, we, we won't forgive you about that. <laughs> but as is one last time for the year, 2019 is the West Ham Mystery Players Quiz. Well, it is a first as the tension rises in the studio. As we go global, as we go national, we go Atlantic. We now have people who come on as contestants via phone link. It is James Jones. The three contestants tonight, Tom Edwards, Will Pugh and James Jones. There are three players at stake for the three uh, contestants. Five clues to guess their mystery man. This is player number one, clue number one, and obviously the clues get easier. Clue number one began their career at Marseille in 2007. Clue number two, injured on their West Ham debut. Alu Diara. That is incorrect. It could be anyone. (laughs) Clue number three, first goal for West Ham against Swansea in 2016. 
Dimitri Payet. No, sorry, not Dimitri Payet. Andre you said AU. It. Andre you AU. said it. Sorry, Andre. you said it. You know Andre it's one, guess, you know it's one guess per round, Tom. Andre <laughs> AU. No, it's Tom, so. you got that yeah. incorrect, then correct. Uh, it is Andre AU, and it is 1-0 to Tom Edwards. James, there are two more players at stake, Will and James. You can't lose on your own show to special <laughs> guest super sub, Tom. <laughs> this is player number two, clue number one. Finished career at Panathinaikos in 2016. Played three games for West Ham. Oh, Obviously a legend, got a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Clue number three. Made their debut in the 3-2 defeat against Everton in 2013. Elan? No, not Elan, no. No. <laughs> Clue number four. Released in December 2013. <laughs> I don't know why. It's solid three games. Uh, clue number five. Croatian international. Oh, God. That last one's fine. I thought it was Pablo Armero, but it's not. Oh, shout. Oh, I don't yeah. mind that shout. James, that is obviously uh, incorrect. Radoslav Kovac. He, he won't quite no, no. more than I'm going to give you a quick rundown of those five again. Finished career at Panathinaikos 2016. Played three games for West Ham. Made their debut in the 3-2 defeat against Everton in 2013. Was also released in December 2013. Croatian international. It's not Mladen Petric. Oh, that no. is correct. He's got it. Oh, unbelievably, unbelievably, <laughs> Tom Edwards yeah. has won no, tonight. It's two nil. There is one at stake, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna do something a bit. Uh, gonna bend the rules here, because Tom, you've won tonight, and truly, this is a Will v James contest. I'll let, I'll you, you're gonna sit out this one. This is Will versus James, player number three, not only player number three, the final player of the year. It all ends on this. Let's have it. <laughs> Clue number one. Two loan spells at Swindon and Birmingham whilst at West Ham. John Monker? That is incorrect. He's trigger happy. Played 159 games for West Ham, scoring six goals. <laughs> Last game for West Ham was the 2004 playoff final. Oh, man. Melky Mackay? Incorrect. Debut was against... Uh, I'm, now, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Debut was against FC Jokerit in the Intertoto Cup in 1999. Elliot Ward. Oh. Last clue. Final clue. <laughs> this is the clue that should send the prize your way. A Premier League winner. Teddy Sheringham? Incorrect. James, are you with us? Fire us a name. Yeah, I'm with you. Can we have, a Can we have a rundown? It's not Ferdinand. Just very quickly, two loan spells at Swindon and Birmingham while at West Ham. Debut was against FC Joker in the Intertoto Cup 1999. Played 159 games for West Ham, scoring six goals. Last game for the Hammers was the 2004 playoff final. A Premier League winner. Unbelievably, our man who leads this quiz tonight, Tom Edwards, thinks he has it, but he is not saying. I'm not sure if... Uh, Will Pugh and James Jones are no longer West Ham <laughs> rather than we are West Ham James you can blame it on Baby up, Brand I don't know what Will has been doing James you even have Google at the disposal mate mm. <laughs> oh, no, no I wouldn't do that Tom I wouldn't do that right. next, next clue and this is the clue that's so easy I'm literally giving you the, the I'm giving you it played for Spurs and Man United 
Michael Carrick. There you go. James, God. Will Pugh still looks stumped at that. James, <laughs> really good. I just Teddy sharing him again. I love that you've done that, James. James, <laughs> James, unbelievably, in Will in the studio, and it won't be now till next year that you guys can text him and give him bragging rights. Tom, two. James, one. Will, zero. I'm too busy holding oh, the show Will. up in your absence, James. So <laughs> too busy and stressful for me, mate. <laughs> You're doing a great job, mate. <laughs> James, it is good to have you on. Just after the quiz, very quickly, uh, I know you wanted to say a few things, but also happy with the three points on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was... Um, uh, obviously, it was well needed, but um, I think the last few weeks, I understand how much we've missed Antonio. Uh, how, how, good is, <laughs> how good has he been ever since he's been back? And, uh, and I know Will, Will's been quite pleased with the fact that we've won with Anderson not even, not even the team. <laughs> Uh, it says it says a lot about his lack of impact this season. So um, I'm, I'm a little bit unsure whether Pellegrini's still the right man to take us forward, if I'm honest. But um, you know, if you can keep grinding out little results like that, then uh, happy days. James, how's it all going with the little in as well? Let everyone know you had a few tweets in the stuff. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's doing really well. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, giving his shout out last week was more famous than me doing the radio more than I have. Very early debut. Are you going to make him yeah. support West Ham or are you going to let him off that? Well, I'm a little bit undecided. Given he was he was born on the day he got beat by Arsenal. Mm. Um, and I just, uh, while I was watching that in the hospital on, on my phone, I thought, oh, you know, I can do this to him. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost child cruelty, isn't it? It is time. definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah. We'll, we'll, I mean, but then, we, then we won at the weekend and I thought, oh, actually, maybe it might be a good idea. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I haven't bought the baby grow just yet, the West Ham baby grow. I'm going to hold on a couple more weeks, I mean. James, don't say that. You've lost half the listenership. This is the We Are West Ham show. James, we really hope you have a good Christmas. Thanks for coming on the quiz. Always nice of you to come on and beat Will. Uh, James Jones there, a big part, an integral part of We Are West Ham with Will. But we do have some serious thank yous, uh, Will, to talk about and and some other pods you want to mention quickly. Yeah, yeah. No, I just think before we go, um, obviously over Christmas, we mentioned it last week for anyone who missed it. Over Christmas, we're going to be releasing, obviously, the live show. This is the last live show until January now. It's the first Tuesday in January. We'll be back. But the podcast, We Are West Ham, go to We Are West Ham on Apple, uh, Spotify, all the usual platforms. And there'll be two uh, bonus podcasts over the Christmas period. They'll be released on the Wednesday like they are normally. And there's a two-part nostalgia series where myself and Quizmaster Reese go back over the last season at Upton Park, just talking about. It'll be a different format to what we normally do, but just a bit of a look back. Uh, and I'm also, if you miss my voice that much... What a plug this is, I love it. He's <laughs> oh, even yeah, put this down. I have just saw it, I can't believe it. I'm picking up the station as well. <laughs> Go on, I'm, uh, I'm back on Love Sport on the 27th with uh, sort of a general review of the Boxing Day fixtures and the other fan stuff. And just before we go as well, I wanted to say a few thank yous to everyone. Mainly, obviously, we've had a lot of guests this year. Martin Allen's come on, John on Curve. Had some really big former West Ham stars on the on the pod and on the radio station, which has which has really made it for us. So thank you to all of those guests. Reese Bayliss for the quiz every single week. He does that without Legend. fail. I don't even have to ask Cheers, him anymore. Yeah, so, Reese. Honestly, thank you so much for that. It's such a massive part of the show. I love it. I, I genuinely mean that. And the work and research that goes into it, it, it does mean a lot. He to does. The show. He, he takes his time every week, so we appreciate that. All the staff here at Lost Radio, you particularly, Charlie, you've been brilliant since you come on board. We Texas. 
in the post will <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we had johnny and jake this year as well so anyone who's been listening for a while will know them they were great james jones big time he's been really good um but yeah i think most importantly from me tom and for james everyone who's listening every week the numbers have been going up and up and up throughout the season on the podcast on the radio station you've been getting in touch on twitter and to be honest it's nothing without you we do it because you know, we, we sort of there's people out there listening to what we do and uh, we love all that sort of stuff. So I think from my point of view, it's just Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. And uh, if you can do me one present or one favour for Christmas, just tell all your mates about it more because we love this, keeping on growing. So thanks very much. Absolutely. Tom, any, anything to add on I that? Echo everything you said. It, it makes it when you get the tweets in and the guests coming on. It's been great. And you can see that the last few weeks, months, it's been going better and better. And it's just a pleasure doing it. And thanks for listening, guys. Have a good Christmas. Absolutely. Well, there's just a little bit of time. You've got your thank yous in. I want you both to have a a great Christmas love being part of the West Ham show but you're not playing now till Boxing Day we can get a sneaky sneaky quick prediction off that uh, off, off that game from you two the Palace game uh, goodness me we're going to win I'm just going to say it because it's Christmas it. yeah Christmas. we're going <laughs> to step win. into Christmas we're going to win 1-0 I'm yeah. joining Felipe Anderson 4 4-0 <laughs> well it's happy Christmas from the We Are West Ham Will Pugh and Tom Edwards and myself and we will see you as we always see you every week once we're in a new year up the Hammers Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.